TVP's announcements. This is a series that we have on our network where we give you announcements about upcoming projects and platforms that are entering the crypto ecosystem. Now, this is a disclaimer because we do that now. So, here's the thing this is the presentation of a platform, and that's it. This is an investment advice. Don't take it as investment advice. If you like the platform, seek it out in the show notes. Go there, buy the things, invest in the platform. Help them out with your skill sets. But we're not giving you any recommendations or advice. This is just for you to listen to and soak up some new information about a new platform in this ecosystem. So, please enjoy. Hey everybody, it's host number 2D back at you with another announcements episode. And today I'm here with Catherine Kuzneskis from Simply Vital Health. Um, and without further ado, I'm going to give her an opportunity to kind of introduce herself. So Catherine, why don't you kind of introduce yourself to our listeners and a little bit about your background and we'll, we'll jump off there. Sure. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Kat. I am the co-founder and CEO of Simply Vital Health. And in the shortest way to say it, uh, I started Simply Vital Health because I needed the platform and I couldn't find it. So I decided to launch and create Simply Vital Health. And here we are today. Sweet. So, so like the birth of be the best tools, you needed something done <laughs> and there wasn't a tool to get it done. So you're like, there's no sledgehammer. I'm just going to make a sledgehammer because obviously no one's doing this. Is that kind of how it worked? Exactly, exactly. So I was managing the orthopedic program, the Musculoskeletal Care Center, Center for Musculoskeletal Care at Yale New Haven, a program called the Bundled Payment Program, and realized that there was a big gap in managing patients after they left the hospital and went into what we call post-acute care, which is essentially just care that's outside of the hospital. So it could be a skilled nursing facility or a nursing home, home health, physical therapy. Um, but this piece of their care is really, really important because there's a financial risk assigned to it. And that hospital could be financially penalized if the patient is not recovering well. Uh, but once that patient left the hospital, there was a, a black hole into the information of, of where the patient was going, what was happening. And so we really needed a tool that uh, bridged that gap and connected providers and physicians and nurses in one platform with shared data, the same view on the patient, so that they could all manage the patients much better. So, yeah, this definitely came from an actual need. Um, but even more than that, I had spent about a year and a half 
assessing the market and figuring out what specifically was needed. So more like problem finding in healthcare. So I spoke to uh, over 200 providers, administrators, physicians, nurses, all in the healthcare continuum to try to figure out what is it that you need? What is something that, that you're that's your pain point right now that we can fix for you. And I think that 1.5 years, the one and a half years was really, really crucial so that we can tailor our platform and have that business model before we even launched. Nice. So, so let's rewind it back a little bit before we come back to the healthcare blockchain fusion. Um, tell me about your history with crypto. Like, how did you get involved? Like, have you been a Bitcoin head for a long time? <laughs> or did you hear about it at a conference? Like, kind of break that down, or your backstory with crypto. Yeah, I always love this question because I like asking everybody else this question because usually it involves a rabbit hole, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so I, when I was doing that year and a half of problem finding in healthcare because I knew I wanted to launch and start a company, I had been inundated in my inbox on LinkedIn every. Almost every article I came across had something called blockchain in it. Blockchain in healthcare. It's going to revolutionize healthcare. And, you know, it kept popping in my inbox so often that I said, you know, this is something that I should pay attention to. This is, this is, this could potentially be very big. And in my healthcare roles and healthcare background, I've always served as the liaison between the technical team and the customers. So I knew that the company that I was going to create was going to be very technical in nature. And so I got stuck in that rabbit hole. If there's a book or an article on blockchain and healthcare, I've read it. I've read a ton of white papers on uh, Bitcoin, blockchain, Ethereum, and just kind of immersed myself in, in the reading and understanding of, of what was happening and surrounded myself as well with experts in the field to make sure that I understood where this is going. And at the time that I got really immersed into that rabbit hole and understanding blockchain technology and how it could affect healthcare, it was at that point that I realized that the, the platform that I was working with, that I was talking to potential customers about, blockchain technology would be an asset. To and I lost her. Well, I've been sitting here all day I've been sitting in this waiting room And I've been waiting on my friends Yes, I'm waiting Hello? Hey, this is Kat. <laughs> hey, Kat. Hey. I lost you. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was listening to that awesome All right. old music, though. That was good. <laughs> I hope you recorded that and can put that on the podcast. I'm going right, to record it and definitely put it on my it podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We can redo that if you want. Sorry about that. We're now in Connecticut, so hopefully we won't get lost again. It's all good. Uh, I'm putting that on the show. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> that was amazing. That's totally fine. I don't care. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we can pick yeah. it up here. Where okay. I lost you, so you know, I lost you where you were saying, like, you could consider blockchain an asset to what you're doing. So kind of think along Perfect. those lines, and we could pick it up here. All you. Go for it. Yeah, so when I was looking into blockchain technology, I realized that it would be a true asset to what we were already building. And, in fact, if we didn't utilize blockchain technology, we would 
likely be left behind. And so it was at that point that I realized that, you know, this technology is huge and uh, the implications and opportunity around it are massive and incredible. However, in order for it to get adopted into healthcare and or for it to work in digital health, we need to be practical and realistic about it. And so that's why we're one of the first revenue generating platforms in the United States in healthcare using blockchain technology is because we started with a very practical and realistic approach for the technology. Okay. So, so break, give, give a breakdown for our listeners uh, about a little bit about the tech. Are you building your own platform? Is it an ERC 20 token? Um, like kind of clarify some things for the audience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the first implementation that we have right now is in our existing platform called Connecting Care. And it very simply is an API that allows us to create a hash of a receipt of the data that's in the platform. And this gives us one of the strongest HIPAA compliance protocols that exists on the market. Uh, this is, it's very basic. It uh, right now is an API that uh, leverages and uses uh, the Bitcoin blockchain. But what we recognized and what we noticed is, is as we were working in the community and working and speaking with our customers, we noticed and heard that they want to adopt blockchain technologies and they want to use it uh, and they know that it's coming, but they're actually very uncomfortable with the existing protocols. And so once we heard that and realized that adoption could be limited or slowed down in healthcare because of that, uh, that was really the, the driver behind Health Nexus, which is the ecosystem uh, that's in currently in development right now. And really, uh, Lucas and I, Lucas is the chief technology officer and co-founder, he and I have been talking about building an ecosystem for well over a year. It's been in our plans. And then when, when our idea was validated by the community and by our potential customers in saying that existing protocols were really not that comfortable with, that gave us the green light to move ahead. And that's where we are today. So with Health Nexus, yes, to start, it is an ERC-20 token. And the reason why is because uh, I'm sure most blockchain technology companies know this. We have to be very careful about making sure that, you know, we're not a, uh, a money transfer. So once our ecosystem gets large enough, then we're going to split off uh, and fork the Ethereum blockchain so that we can continue to build a blockchain protocol that will be safely adoptable by healthcare. And what that looks like is it's a permissioned protocol, and then we use HIPAA-compliant validators. And that HIPAA-compliant validator piece is really, really important because what we heard in the community is when healthcare providers and PIOs and the IT team heard public minor, they got really nervous. And all of us know that public minor does not necessarily mean that that data is seen or viewable. Uh, but when they hear public minor, they're afraid that, that there's some sort of data or or something that will get out to the public that should not be out there. Um, so we're focusing more on on that permissioned permissioned protocol. And if you read the literature that's coming out in blockchain technology and healthcare, that's becoming the standard and the expectation. It it seems to me long term though you're there there may have to be some way to communicate with a public blockchain. How do you is there any way that you can overcome cuz this is going to be common. There's going to be a lot of people that are interested in blockchain technology but don't understand it to the point where they do have that hang up and that hiccup. So do you the is it a point of going out of your way to say like hey, I know it says public validator, but let me tell you what this actually means and why you you should be comfortable with it. Or 
is it not worth your time to just, you know, say, hey, let's just make it private. It's a quick switch in the protocol. No biggie. You know, I think it could go different ways. So with healthcare specifically, there are just a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of different data pieces. There are a lot of different data elements. And so in healthcare specifically, there are use cases for a public blockchain and there are use cases for a permissioned blockchain. And so I think it just completely depends on your focus and and what you're looking to do. So I think there are a couple of blockchain companies out there that are focusing specifically on the patient and the, the ability for the patient to share their data. And I think they're working off of a public protocol, which, which is fine. Uh, for us specifically, we've carved a niche to what, what's called value-based care. And value-based care is it's a set of uh, regulations, but also the direction that the, the healthcare environment is going in the United States, but also globally, uh, where providers, physicians, hospitals, are being reimbursed or paid based on their outcomes. Uh, so how well was the patient taken care of? Uh, you know, did they stay free of an infection? And, and really the direction that we all, I mean, healthcare should be this way already. Um, but it's really focusing on, on paying based on quality and outcomes. With that as our focus, there is a lot of, of data that we're dealing with that uh, when we're speaking with hospitals and physician groups, uh, we can move much faster in getting the tools in their hands if we can get beyond that conversation quicker. And the way that we get beyond that conversation quicker is most of the times we actually don't even mention we're using blockchain technology. It doesn't really matter to them. Um, it's kind of like telling them we're using Amazon Web Services for our cloud or using the Postgres database. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, but if the conversation does then turn to you know, we're using blockchain technology or speaking to the tech team, we want to be able to close that deal faster so we can get the tools in their hands so they can start improving care for their patients. And the way that we saw that after talking to the community and, and essentially um, testing our clients, uh, testing clients, talking to them about adoption, this was what made the most sense uh, for us as a company for a protocol that can be de developed on and by uh, other digital health companies as well. I like that you mentioned, um, you know, maybe it's not worth their time if you're telling them you're using Amazon Web Services or if you're telling them you're using the blockchain um, or it's tech, the blockchain technology because, you know, a lot of the theories we have on our, our shows are that people will use this technology without knowing that they're using it. And mm -hmm. it seems like uh, this this project fits right within that definition. So. Absolutely. Yeah, we just, we left, or actually on our way from a potential customer meeting of a very, very large hospital client in the Northeast, and not once did we mention blockchain. But they love our product, and that's all that matters is that it meets and fits their need right now and helps them ease a pain point, and that's, that's our focus. Are you guys, are you live? Is there is there beta going on? Are there people testing it? Is it, or is it still in development? Yeah, so we're revenue generating. We actually attained revenue in seven months, which is rapid speed for most healthcare tech companies. Congratulations. I don't really know Thank that you. industry <laughs> very well, but seven months is like is, is not that long to get something spun up and already generating revenue. So <laughs> yeah. congratulations yeah. there. Most sales cycles. Thank you. Most sales cycles in healthcare average I mean it, it depends, but it can be twelve to eighteen months and 
you know, I think being able to close multiple customers in seven months since we were incorporated speaks to the fact that, you know, not only did we find a pain point, but it's also a business model that they understand and that they want to work with. So are you familiar with Nostradamus? Yes. <laughs> Depends on where you're going you, with this one. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to be Nostradamus for a second. So where do you see this going? Like if I'm a consumer, what's the future look like in a world where the health nexus is proliferated and the ecosystem mm-hmm. is strong and adoption is well over 35% of the population and hospitals from West coast to East coast. Like what does that future look like? Yeah. You know, that future is really, really bright and it's exciting. <laughs> so the way that we see that happening is, uh, there are many, many use cases for the Health Nexus protocol. One of the things that we've received a lot of great feedback on is the fact that we're open source and it's free for anyone to develop on our protocol. And that was really intentional. And the reason why is because there is a lot of interest, there's a lot of uh, potential and opportunity around blockchain technology and healthcare if there's a protocol that makes sense and if there's a protocol where healthcare providers feel safe adopting it. Again, most of us should be having conversations with providers that they don't know that they're using blockchain, but back to the previous point, if it does come up, we want to make sure that it's a technology that they feel comfortable with. So the open protocol means that uh, in the future, other digital health companies will be building applications on top of HealthNexus. And those applications can span in a multitude of directions and opportunities to not only increase revenue for those digital health companies, but also increase and open up brand new revenue streams for physicians, hospitals, uh, data analytic companies, nurses. Uh, There are a lot of different directions that that it can go. So some specific projects that we're working on uh, where we see the future going is the ability to share data in a frictionless way. And uh, we're also always very, very careful to say this, uh, but there is a clear need and a desire in the community to be able to sell healthcare data. And before I make everybody really angry about that, (laughs) this is actually a multi-billion dollar industry that already exists specifically in the United States. And there are two companies that monopolize this multi-billion dollar uh, vertical. And essentially what they're doing is they take de-identified healthcare data and use it for very, very important strategic decisions and uh, people will pay for that data. But instead of what what HealthNexus will allow other digital health companies to do, patients, uh, research organizations and research companies is to leverage the data that they have, this powerful data that they have de-identified to be able to use it and put it to greater use and be able to benefit from that. And so we've been approached by some top-notch uh, research institutions here in the Northeast uh, that have already approached us about the ability to share their data and sell their data for research opportunities. Uh, uh, patients have approached us, and also medical device companies have approached us as well. So it seems like the market is opening up for the ability to, uh, in a frictionless way, be able to share and sell that data. Um, in addition, the way that we see this going is the ability to uh, focus on decentralized storage of data. And this could be healthcare applications. Uh, this could be healthcare data. Uh, the direction that we're heading first is healthcare applications. So there, if, I'm not sure if anybody remembers, but in the spring of this year, Amazon Web Services went down uh, specifically in the Northeast Corridor because someone literally, they either pressed the wrong button or they put the wrong code in 
uh, and it shut down a lot of our favorite apps for a couple of hours. And in healthcare, as we continue to move towards the cloud, uh, that's going to get uh, that's going to be very risky. And so the opportunity is opening up where other digital health companies uh, and then us as Simply Vital will be able to leverage Health Nexus, the protocol, uh, to create a way to to do distributed uh, data storage. Hmm. So I pinged something pinged when you were talking there on my radar about like selling data because. I'm really into the idea of as a user of things, I can start to actually control, you know, bring revenue to myself as a user by selling my own data mm -hmm. to whoever I want to sell it to. So is that <laughs> possible? Like if I like make an agreement with some company, say like, Hey, I'll give you like a year's worth of my, uh, like, uh, my blood results to do your research with it, but you yep. got to pay me. <laughs> Absolutely. That is definitely the direction that this is going. And with our protocol, not only will we be able to create applications that can do that, but any other digital health company can as well. Uh, it's also open source. So those who are savvy with coding, uh, let's say that you are a really strong developer, uh, you can actually create your own application where you can, using key pairs, uh, give that data and share that data and be compensated for, the, for sharing your data. So yes, absolutely. So I'm glad you touched on the developer tip. So if I am a developer and I'm listening mm -hmm. to this right now and I'm saying like, hey, this is changing my life, this interview, I need to get I need to get on that team. How do they reach out mm -hmm. to you or your your team? How do they start developing or you know, how, if someone's that intrigued, how do they join your team? How do they get info on you? What should they do? Mm -hmm. You know, just bring it on down. Yeah, that's a great question. So first thing is they can reach out directly to to either Lucas or myself. So Lucas, again, co-founder, CTO, uh, myself, uh, non-developer, but healthcare background. <laughs> and they can do that through LinkedIn, through our website, or even simply info at simplyvitalhealth.com or email address. And the way that that conversation would go is uh, a quick introduction, you know, hi, I'm a developer, and this is what I'm looking to do. Awesome. Let's get you started. Uh, let's get you developing on our platform, on our protocol, and uh, let's work on this together. And uh, part of what we can offer as a company for free, obviously, again, this is meant to be open source. It's meant to be collaborative. Um, this is something that's very, very, very much missing in healthcare uh, is with my healthcare background, I can help to, uh, if they are interested, uh, you know, really think about, you know, what will actually be adopted by healthcare providers, uh, what are patients really looking for? And so we can kind of help steer the development of applications as well for adoption. And so just having that conversation is the first way to, to get that started. Good deal. So that's info at simplyvitalhealth.com? Yep, that's it. Good deal. Um, should they do any reading? Like, is there are there prerequisites? Like, if they come to you and they're just blank slate, are you going to be... <laughs> totally accommodating to that or are you going to say man here's here's some stuff to go read and you got to be on a level first and then we can talk i think that's a good point so i think it, you would want to parallel it to some something similar as a developer wanting to build uh, an application with a bitcoin blockchain or Ethereum blockchain there's a little bit of underlying knowledge that is helpful to make it move a little bit faster for themselves so obviously our white paper is quite helpful to understand uh, the nexus behind Health Nexus, no pun intended, 
uh, why it exists, a little bit of the of the biology behind the system. And um, there are a couple of other systems that we based our protocol off of, which are mentioned in the white paper. And so a little bit of background information and reading on that. And then, um, you know, we are, are in uh, Ethereum-based token to start. So, you know, being able to have developed on the Ethereum blockchain or, or experience or understanding or knowledge or even just the thirst and the ability to, to catch on to uh, that language would be it would be much more helpful, if that makes sense. Nice. We, we aren't, it is open source. We're not going to be able to, I mean, we are a, a revenue generating company. So we have clients and customers that we have to uh, make sure that we keep moving forward with. Um, so we won't be able to handhold, uh, but it is open source, which means it's able to be experimented with. Good deal. You heard it from Kat. They can't hold your hand, but they can guide you. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, so the token sale, when is that happening? Uh, what are some details around that? Some dates and times if people are poised to start sending ETH, Ethereum, sorry, not Ethereum, Ether. I hate when people say, I have all this Ethereum. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Ether. Who's teaching you Ether. things? Uh, but if somebody's chomping at the bits to send their ether to an address, let's give them some details. Absolutely. So first place to start is our website, tokensale.simplyvitalhealth.com. Very easy. On there, there's a button that says join us. Click that join us and you want to sign up. The reason you want to sign up is because that's where all the communications come from, including the wallet address. Uh, so that's the number one step is going to our website and signing up. Then you can also join our Telegram Discord channels. Uh, they are actually pretty quiet, which uh, we've spent some time in other channels and we realized that we think our channels are quiet because there's not really anything that's controversial. Our white paper has received a lot of great feedback. It's been read and looked at by professors at UMass and Harvard. Um, so we're in a pretty good spot there, but if they just wanna drop a line and, and chat a bit, they can check out our channels. As for dates, the pre-sale is going on right now and it goes until October 28th. There's a 35 Ether minimum, and uh, it does have to be accredited investors right now just because of the, the way that the pre-sale is set up. The main sale is open, no minimum, open to U.S. investors, open to most uh, international investors, and it's pretty easy to get in on. Uh, tiered bonuses as well, very standard in the main sale. Uh, now in the pre-sale, there's a 40% bonus. All right. Well, Kat, thank you very much for stopping by. I think you've given uh, yeah. a good bit of information to the listeners. Um, they know where to find you. They know how to get in contact with you. They know some details about the ICO. It sounds sounds good. Um, I kind of like the idea of selling my blood information to somebody if it's going to bring <laughs> me a profit. I don't mind. I got nothing to hide. I don't even know my blood type, so I might as well make money off of it. So. <laughs> Totally, oh. totally. There's a lot you can do, man. I tell you what, all of your, oh, there's so much great information in there and everybody wants it for research because, yeah, anyway, I just, I love healthcare and opening up the access to healthcare data is, is transformative. So anyway. All right. Well, yeah. have, have a good one. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate it. This is fun. <laughs>